Tonight, Game 65, Celtics versus Knicks. Welcome to Garden Party with Owen and Mark. I'm Mark, and this is Owen. And we're two lifelong Celtics fans living in L.A. For the rest of the season, we'll be posting recaps, breaking down box scores, and keeping you up to date with who's streaking, who's slumping, and who's coming in clutch. Look for new pods after every game. The New York Knicks are bringing their eight-game win streak into Boston tonight. Uh, The Celtics lost to them three days ago by 15 after going down 12 in the first quarter and never really recovering. Quickly and Randall had 23, Brunson had 21, Brogdon led the Seas with 22, and the Celtics generally just shot poorly from three, Um, Brown was out, the Knicks packed the paint, Uh, they had more energy, they just, they looked great. And tonight, Brown's back, but Brogdon's out, Brunson's out though, which is a good highlight from uh, New York side, Um, and I want to see what Joe, sort of how he adjusts to what he saw three to eight games ago. And how the players adjust and how will they show some pride after getting their asses spanked by the Nets. Uh, I'm sure they're embarrassed by how they performed last game and the last time they played the Knicks. Uh, Owen, what do you think? Yeah, big revenge game. Hope they take it personally, especially Tatum. The Celtics are six and a half point favorite tonight. Uh, What do you think? I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. Even without Brunson, I just feel like a the Celtics keep everybody close, and I mean I I think they are authentically going to play with a lot of effort tonight. Um, But the Knicks just looked like they had so much effort last time, so I think it'll be close. I think it'll be closer than six and a half. Did you see that game winner that Randall had against the Heat? Yeah, that was crazy because he like sort of lost the ball. Butler knocked it out of his hands. It sort of bounced around. Then he got it. Then he got it back. And then he hit the shot with a couple seconds left. That was crazy. Yeah. So oh, it doesn't happen again. And we watched uh, we watched Philly play the Bucks. The Bucks lost that game to the Sixers, and but like rooting for Philly felt so wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was glad. So the Celtics are now only a half game back of the Bucks. If we win this game, we're up, right? No, if we win this game, we're tied. We're uh, sort of statistically tied. Um, they still have uh, one fewer losses, but they also have one fewer wins. So I guess they'd be up because that's how percentages work or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, who knows? I think they might just call it. Well, we'll find out after they win tonight. All right, you ready to watch the game? Let's go. We'll be right back. Okay, the game is over, and the Knicks won a double overtime thriller, 131 to 129. It was heart-wrenching. It was brutal. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly is really the story tonight. He played 55 minutes um, he had 38 points career high and, uh, eight rebounds, seven assists stepped in for Brunson and, um, and his motor was running and he played great. Julius Randall had another big night, 31 points for him, five for 13 from three, 11 for 22 from the field and RJ Barrett also played 50 minutes, 10 of 22, three for nine from the fee, uh, from three. And 29 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Those were the highlights for the Knicks, and they were hard to stop. Julius Randle is a tough beast. But on the Celtics, were you going to say something? I thought Julius Randle was great. He didn't. He actually had a pretty good game. I thought Grant Williams did a great job playing defense on him. He really did. He they you know they tried a lot of different looks at him throughout the night, and um, and 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 some did not look so good. But but Grant played excellent defense on Randall, and that's actually who closed and played the um, overtimes against Randall. So for on the on the Boston side, Jalen Brown had a really good game. He he started us off. He had twenty nine points, um, one assist, eight rebounds. Uh, shot for 12 for 25 from the field, two for five from three. 
So he had 40%, but he didn't shoot very many of them. Tatum, on the other hand, shot quite a few of them. He was sick, only six for 17. He had 40 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, and he missed a bunch of threes in the overtimes. And just in the overtimes, it just, he tried, he was like slowing everything down when it just obviously wasn't working because the two times he did speed it up, he got easy layups. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know. That. I don't know if it was his call or whose well, call, it, but yes, we'll talk but about they were later. slowing it down. Talk about yeah. this later, we'll, but. we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh Derek White had um an inefficient shooting night. He had it was one for four from three, four for twelve from the field. He had only twelve points. Marcus Smart um had thirteen points, four for thirteen from the field and three from eleven, so he also didn't shoot very well. Al Horford, twenty points, um six for ten from three. Uh, he hit some critical threes uh, to extend the game and then missed the game game winner, right? Not game tire, game winner. Game winner. Yeah, he missed the game winner uh, off of a, uh, a Tatum drive, kick out to Al in the corner that we were down two in the double over, second overtime, and he missed the game winner. Um, but it was a great shot. I mean, it was, it was the right shot. He had to shoot over Mitchell Robinson. So um, basically, uh, Knicks came out strong. They took, gave us the first punch, and they took the lead for most of the first quarter. Uh, the Celtics brought it back, though, at the end of the quarter and actually ended the quarter up by two. Then the Celtics made a little push. Then they got a little lead. The Knicks pushed back. So that's how it went up until halftime. But again, now here's here's a key that Missoula was talking about um, the other after the other game, uh, and it's sort of evident also in the end of the Cleveland game where the Celtics had a slow. They weren't ending quarters well. And so here they were at the end of the half, and they drove, let's see, with 419 left, it was tied. And uh, for those those final four and change, uh, the Celtics got up by seven. Um, and they had a great run um, to push into halftime, which was great. It's sort of the opposite of what happened the other night against the Nets. And then they jumped into the third quarter, and they just kept on rolling. I think they ended up having like a 22-2 run. Something crazy like that. Um, and then they pushed the lead to 14 in the third quarter. And then the Knicks came back. Celtics were up by a couple of points at the end of the third. And we had this really weird lineup at the end of the third where um, we had a 12-point lead with 4.15. So sa- similar amount of time left. Four and change left in the quarter, the third quarter. We had a 12-point lead. They start digging into the lead. We're up 12. We're up 9, 7, 5. Then he subs out. Marcus Smart takes Marcus Smart off the floor, puts in Mike Muscala, takes out Al Horford, puts in uh, Derek White, and and then that. So it, now it's now it's Mike Muscala was awful this game. Like he was getting picked on by Emmanuel quickly. The defense he was helpless. He couldn't do anything against Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly is too quick. His offensively, he was chucking up the worst possible threes. Yeah, he was rushing threes, throwing them up real quick. He, that would not, mostly, not not at this point of the game, but yes, earlier. It was in the a game, net negative on in. both ends of the floor. Just there was no for sure. You want to get him out. If you it look was, at the, it was a bad matchup. For, if you look for at the him. plus minus scores, it's actually all the Knicks are negative, except for Emmanuel quickly and Isaiah Hartenstein. All of the Celtics are positive, except for Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Sam Hauser. But most importantly, Mike Muscala is negative nine. Hauser's negative sixteen, but that's because he was playing with Mike Muscala and a little bit before that. Yeah, he was. They they were playing in those minutes. So it was really, just those that final one stretch. Minutes. And then we were god awful. It and, was really, it really was bad. And um, anyway, it was just. But that's also just a weird Joe. You know, Joe, if your philosophy is let's close these quarters strong, why why is that the lineup you have on the on the floor at that moment? 
Um, and then they go into the fourth quarter, and the Celtics went down in the fourth quarter, 11 points. There, it was 89 up to 100 with 8:23 left in the game, and then the Celtics went on a great run to tie Those the game up at 12. really, really the defense just locked in. Absolutely, the defense locked in, and so they went from 89 to 100 to Smart, 102, Grant, 102 Horford. tied. Actually, no, Smart Grant and. Brown. Brown had some amazing defensive plays. Because Randall's doing a lot of those ISO possessions, and Brown knew that Randall just has his head down looking to work. So you come up from behind, get a block from behind, get a steal from behind, and you got about three fast breaks in a row with that with that type of move. That's right. And That's what Grant Williams, Grant Williams was was guarding uh, Randall at that point. Grant Williams would be guarding Randall, and Randall would be focusing, trying to out-muscle Grant. And Jalen Brown just like pop up from behind, and either when Randall takes a little fadeaway, he blocks him from behind, or just takes a steal right out of his pocket. That's right. It was great. Brown would get the steal, got a very strong layup. Or Marcus he'd get Smart. the block, get the rebound, get the layup. Marcus Smart was being an aggravator, getting a bunch of offensive fouls on Randall. It was just great. And I think the 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 second largest play of the game um, is the Celtics made this great run to go, to push it to tie it at one hundred two one hundred two, and they had all the momentum, and then. Julius Randle had the ball in the corner. They doubled him. Al dropped down and doubled him. Smart was on him at first. Al dropped over to double him. And Julius Randle turned to throw the ball to get a cutter, and he traveled. But as he jumped up to throw the ball, he kneed uh, Smart in the groin and put him on the floor. And then they stopped. They reviewed the play. They tried to see. They reviewed it for a very long time. A very long time. All the momentum was slowly just sucked out of the Celtics. And immediately they went on like a, I think that's when they got their 11 point lead. They just went on. They got a seven point lead. They went on a little seven. seven, They went, they went from, it went from tied and then it went uh, to, they were down seven with um, a minute and uh, 25 to play. And then, and then again, Brown had some great plays. Everybody was playing really well. We got down by three and Missoula called a timeout because the, the Celtics had no idea what they were doing on the floor. Tatum was had the ball. We're just running clock. We're down three. Tatum's waving his arms. No one's doing anything. Missoula calls the timeout. They draw up a play. Jalen Brown drives the hole and gets fouled by Grimes and hits the shot uh, and miraculously ties the game up with um, if with you remember twelve and a half or twelve. Yeah, those clutch free throws that he missed last overtime game against the Knicks, and this was kind of a redemption, total redemption moment. He hit the foul shot. Then they go down, and um, uh, Randall is now backing it down, and Tatum gets a steal. Nope, nope. Guess what it was? It was Brown coming off, coming from the back, gets a steal. That's what I just isn't that just what I just said? You said Tatum. Oh, I meant Brown. <laughs> They're so interchangeable as players. Yes, it was Brown who got the steal, and then he tried to huck it up, missed it. But we then we went into the first overtime. We had all the momentum going in the first overtime. Jalen Brown was incredible this game. From beginning to end. He really was. He was just, again, he just does those plays where you're just like, oh my God, he's so strong and so, such a good touch. He's yeah. just so good. But um, He really was. But Marcus Smart, like I said, he shot three for 11 from three. We go into the first overtime. And listen, this is one of those points that, you know, commentators were talking about how, um, you know, Joe Missoula always preaches, you know, get the great shot, not the good shot. And that's a, a you know, thing you've heard from Steve Kerr all, all the way down the line of coaches. And so they're talking about that. And then you're watching the shots they get. And, you know, Derek White will be driving in and he'll pass it out to an open Marcus Smart, who's, you know, at the time is three for eight or whatever it is. And then he misses another one. Now he's three for nine. So now is that really the great shot? Is is the open Marcus Smart on a bad night really the great shot? I I just don't know. But 
to start the first overtime, he was open and he hit the first three to put us up by three. And uh, as he was shooting, I was like, oh my God, why do you? Oh my, let's go. <laughs> that was a total no, 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 yes shot for sure. And then again, at the end of this overtime, it was tied 121, 121. And Brown had the ball at the top of the key and he was just sort of dribbling it down, dribbling it down. And he didn't actually get it to Tatum until like three and change or something for him to make his move, which just wasn't enough time. And he drove, didn't get a foul called, which is what I think he was trying for and put up a shot that had no chance. Second overtime. Now there's also, of course, by this point, there's no more fouls left. Any, any foul puts everybody on the line. And it's one thing to foul Mitchell Robinson who can't hit a foul shot to save his life. But he actually, I think he shot 50% tonight. But then, you know, Randall, he's gonna, that's two. That's change. And same thing with Josh Hart. And what, what ended up happening in the final overtime is there was a lot of sort of loose ball fouls, looking, uh, fighting for rebounds. They're 94 a big feet team. from the basket just exactly. gets the line. And, um, and then they just marched down and hit some, excuse me, hit think, some foul shots. I think the worst part was our offense just, like, stopped. We just slowed it down every time. That's so true. And there was just no, like, there's no ball movement. There's no. It's so true. We just driving. didn't play freely. We like, take the first they, three we get. They play freely all game, and then all of a sudden we're like just drill, dribbling the ball and dr- running out clock like for no reason. And we're part down. of that is the defense locks down more, but still, like, yeah. you still be able to. Yeah, part of that is just. I mean, Missoula will also say, you know, get the ball down, get your spacing, and within the first four seconds, get into something. And on these plays, it's 10, 12 seconds in, and they aren't they aren't in anything. I mean, they're all just sit standing around. Anyway, really frustrating game to watch. Uh, the Celtics played great in big moments, but they also did a bunch the of bonehead stuff. Defense was outstanding, but not throughout. And uh, and and to be honest, you know, Emmanuel quickly, good, you know, props to him. The guy played incredibly well, career night, um, and uh, came came into the Boston Garden and really took care of business. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost it feels like the December Celtics of last year, where it's just the offense is abysmal. There's a lot of yeah, and it was a Knicks it was a Knicks overtime game that sort of kicked their ass last year too. Hopefully, it's the same story, but yeah, we'll see. A lot offense just like stagnates. We wait till about five seconds left, and then try to do something frantically and just turn it over. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton of turnovers this game. I forgot about that. Yeah, let's look at the actual numbers on that just real quickly. As I'm I felt like a lot of turnovers. There's a lot of like almost turnovers too, where they like they they get there to be a loose ball, and we end up with it eventually. So it's not technically a turnover, but just yeah. then we are forced to take a bad shot. Yeah, not the worst in the world. Sixteen, we had sixteen turnovers. They had nineteen, so we won the turnover battle. We had a lot of turnovers, but, but our not- turnovers are forced, or we forced turnovers. They didn't really force turnovers. Yeah, I think that's right. There was a lot of like sort of dribbling off a knee, dribbling off a foot. I mean, they got a lot out of Jalen Brown when he was, you know, again he had. An incredible game, but occasionally he'll be driving and uh, Tatum somehow ended up with forty. And I thought he had an awful game. He did, but that's because he took a, he got to the line a lot. Like again, like you know, the other game he didn't get to the line very much. Well, tonight he did. So Jason Tatum got to the line twelve times, hit ten of them. Like that's a good way to just push that that the point total. And Jalen Brown, who was driving a ton, only got to the line three times. Um, Tatum also missed a lot of like finger rolls at the rim. Tatum, I mean, we Brown, had a lot of opportunities to win this game. Smoked so many layups. Yeah, that was early. Early, it was just really embarrassing. So the Celtics probably should have won this game. They probably should have won it a lot earlier. They didn't, but they also came up in big moments in critical times at the end of the game when we needed them to. So that's a that's one good takeaway. Uh, Milwaukee won today. I guess they had a, they had, they went back to back, so they had they beat the Wizards. Though. They beat it's the not Wizards. exactly the same. But that put them a game up on the Celtics. And now with this loss for the Celtics, we're now a game and a half back. We're forty five and twenty, and they're forty six and eighteen. So we're a game and a half back. We got Cleveland tomorrow, which is going to be a tough game. 
Um, so after a double overtime loss, we have to travel to Cleveland and get up for another game against a really tough Eastern um, opponent. So that'll be an interesting game to watch. And then we have what I was calling Easy Street, but really, hopefully it's going to be, um, uh, hopefully they can just really start to take care of business after uh, after Cleveland for a while as they run down to, I think they have a Kings game in there, but then eventually against the Bucks. The Kings game is on the 20th, no, 21st. And yeah, up to then we have like the Blazers, the Rockets twice. Atlanta, Houston, Minnesota, uh, yeah. Portland, Utah. Um, okay, so what do you think, like, what does a game like this say to you about their championship hopes? Does it make you worry more, worry less? Um, definitely more, but I hope that like this is this happens now so we can like, you know, get on top of it. Um, what I'm really hoping this is I'm hoping like uh this is very optimistic, very glass half full thinking, is that the Bucks go yeah, are so hot right now. Now they kinda cool off right about playoff time and we kinda settle through all of our uh all of our problems. Come playoff time, and we can hopefully gel. Yeah, hopefully, just the timetable will switch right, right around June. Yeah, yeah. It's been a couple rough couple games, um, and uh, and I think that this is a team that can win the championship. Obviously, they can certainly get to the finals, and uh, I think there's just some growing pains. I think some of this is just coaching growing pains as well. I mean, there there has to be a way to coach the, this team with this ability that put themselves up fourteen, fifteen. And uh, and manage manage the players in a way that we're not getting into these situations. But I'm glad these players are in rough situations, and that won't be the first time in the playoffs. Okay, so we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is produced by Owen and Mark in our back office, but clearly still not far enough away from the noise of the house. Look for podcasts after every game. Next up, Cleveland tomorrow. <laughs>